Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, it's me, Chris Kiefer. Thank you for joining me. This is the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Very exciting week of testing dirt bikes. Very busy week. And today we started out with the 2019 KTM 250 and 350 SXF. This podcast, we're going to separate the two because that's how important this is. This is all about the 2019 KTM 350SXF. So you guys are here. Thank you once again for joining me. I appreciate it. And you know what this podcast is all about. It's no bullshit. It's all about the first impression of these bikes. And like I said, this podcast is all about the KTM 350SXF. Loads of changes. If you guys want to head over to keyforinktesting.com and check all those changes out. We will mention some things, but I'm not going to rip down the list of every single thing this bike has different about it from last year because there is a lot. Engine has changed, chassis changes, swing arm changes, bodywork changes. A lot of things are different. So head over to keyforinktesting.com, click on bikes, you will see KTM, and you can read all about all the changes. So... But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and F-R-E-E, three-day shipping, over $75. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. Thank you to those who are ordering and emailing me saying I'm throwing Kiefer's name in my notes. I appreciate that. I know we do not have a discount code, but you know what? RockyMountainATVMC.com, okay? ATVMC.com is super cheap stuff, okay? Buy it. It's cheap. Way cheaper to go to RockyMountainATVMC.com than it is going some other places we won't mention but much less expensive so head over there check them out thank you guys for ordering also thank you to the guys at fly racing i got a little text today from someone that's opening up a 2019 fly catalog and all i saw was the cover and it bums me out because i couldn't see inside of it and i really want to see the gear i'm chomping at the bit over here jt damn it I want to see it. You know what? I'm going to let a little secret. I'm sure you guys already know this. I like gear almost damn near as much as dirt bikes. So you guys know I'm chopping at the bit. Anyway, 2018 Fly Gear. It's badass. Go check it out. Flyracing.com. Kinetic Mesh. Light Hydrogen. I'm all about those two lines of gear. But if you ride mountain bikes, you cycle... 
whatever fly racing has it casual stuff even my lovely wife heather loves the fly racing casual stuff so go check them out flyracing.com see what you want and go order the stuff over at rocky mountain last but not least chris rob over at racetech i just got my grom honda grom back racetech did the suspension new shock handmade shock brand new updated forks went for a ride over the weekend with the wife with the kid all at once separate so much better if you got a honda grom it's too soft trust me i ride around it bottoms out on the cracks of the roads it sucks so go to racetech racetech.com go get some updated suspension for your grom or whatever else that you're riding dirt bikes street bikes old vintage bikes they got it head over there check them out Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Discover why when racers can choose, they choose Racetech. Experience the Gold Valve Advantage by logging on to Racetech.com. Thank you. And hey guys, we got a new sponsor. We're growing over here. Little, little old podcast is growing. Thank you to Little D at FMF Racing. That's right. Don't forget to listen to this read. It's special. Head over to fmfracing.com. Order yourself a brand new muffler and headpipe, which we call a full system for your bike. It doesn't matter what year. They probably probably got it, okay? They go way back. And I go way back with FMF Racing. As you guys know, I do not take advertisers on this show unless I love the product. That's why FMF Racing is on here. So go please check them out, fmfracing.com. And I think I was running FMF Racing way back in 1997. That's how long ago it was. I wrote a resume. That's right. For you kids listening out there. I had to write a resume in to see if I was going to get sponsored. And then I sat by the mailbox and pitched a tent to see if FMF Racing would get back to me. You know what? They did. 60% off. Boom! That's right. That's what's up. 125 Novice with 60% off. I thought I made it. But nonetheless, full circle. They're back here. 2018. Advertising on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Thank you, Little D. All right, guys. So this podcast, all about 2019 KTM 350 SXF. So many changes. Today we are out at Cheney Ranch. was a private track that Ed and his wife have. Very nice people track was a little bit dry but very very fun to ride um so it wasn't the best evaluation day for a track but it was good enough to do this podcast give you guys a feeling of what these bikes are about and i feel like ktm made another slight step in the right direction with this 350 sxf you can ask a lot of people. I was hard on this machine way back in the day when I was at Dirt Rider. I did not like it. It did not make sense. It was slow. It didn't feel light. And I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't someone just buy a 250 or a 450? Um, the 350 didn't have that much more power than the 250 did back in the day. Fast forward now to 2018. The 350SXF has adopted most of the factory edition changes such as frame updates swing arm updates 
body work updates. It lost some weight. What's fun to find out here today, I talked to Tom Mullen, which he's been around KTM's a very, very long time, very smart when it comes to the Orange Brigade stuff. He told me that the 250 and the 350 only are one-pound differences between the two. So there's only a one-pound difference. Dry weight, okay? I'm, I'm not going to spoil the 250 podcast, which I'm going to try to get up for tomorrow for you guys before I leave for the Kawasaki introduction, but I'm telling you guys, between the two, they both feel light, but that one pound feels like 10 pounds when you're riding the 250SXF. It's insane how light that 250 feels, and it's insane how flickable this 350 chassis is. We're going to get more into that chassis feeling, but it feels lighter than last year's machine. I had a buddy who has a 2018 350SXF. I just rode it about two days ago just to brush up on some of this 350 stuff, and it does feel quite a bit lighter. Like I said, we'll get back to that, but I just... I think it's crazy how far this bike has come. And I think it's also crazy. I'm a you guys know that I test for a living. I mean, I eat, breathe and shit motorcycles. Um, I'm not DV. I don't F motorcycles, but I do eat, breathe and shit dirt bikes. I love testing. I love evaluating and I have been a big part of production processes in the past. When we go to a prototype unit, okay, sometimes, like I said, and you've listened to other podcasts, I've talked about this, sometimes there's zero proto, one proto, two proto, and then usually after two proto goes to pre-production, which is almost production. A lot of the production parts are on pre-production units. Zero proto is very, very rough, right? So we're talking rapid proto parts, you know, one-off special things on this bike. One Proto has some slight tweaks, still very new. Two Proto has, hey, we've got this shit dialed, and we're almost ready for pre-production stuff to come in, and let's, you know, push this thing forward. I've talked to Moen, and i talked to the guys at KTM and the R&D department, which Casey Lytle does a fine job with R&D over there. Of course, you guys know Casey from back in the racing days with Yamaha Troy. He was... He was a badass on a motorcycle. So he heads up the R&D department. And they told me today that KTM is not scared to scrap. We're talking throw in the trash Proto 2 parts. If something is not working with some Proto 2, you know, let's say the swing arm is not good, and they found something that works better, they'll scrap it. I'm telling you guys right now, that is a rare thing when it comes to manufacturer testing. That shit doesn't happen. It's expensive, and usually if they're that far along, they will try to, and when I'm saying they, usually a manufacturer will try to go somewhere else that is less expensive on the chassis to make that feeling better. They will not scrap the main part, which is, we're talking about a swing arm here. We're going to chuck that and going to start fresh with this new swing arm. That's rare to do, but KTM does that. That's why we see these bikes evolve so damn fast. KTM is not scared to push the R&D envelope process, okay? They do that efficiently, they do that quickly, 
And I don't know and I don't think Japanese manufacturers can do it as fast. I don't think they ever can do it that fast. There is a lot more red tape when it comes to Japanese manufacturers. The Austrians over there, man, they flip shit around quick. They've done a tremendous job in the past 10 years. It's insane. But I just thought I would share that with you guys because I thought that was interesting coming from a, a testing background. That's rare. So that shows you guys how committed KTM is to making very good racing-type motorcycles. So right to it. Getting right to it. Yeah. You know, I started on the 350 this morning. Like I said, track was groomed. I'm not getting huge bumps here, guys. So don't expect a huge suspension, you know, download to you all. I will give you a brief synopsis of some things. But there wasn't that many bumps. Big jumps at Cheney. Some floaters. Um, some sharp jumps. Some G-outs. Um, but right away, from what I can tell, what they've done to the engine. And like I said, guys... Don't expect all the changes on here. Go to keferinktesting.com and go look up all these changes, and this will relate. I'm just going to tell you the feeling of the dirt bike. So if you guys are interested in buying one of these suckers, you know what I'm talking about. They still have Map 1, Map 2. They have traction control on this. So I started out with Map 1. I noticed first thing right away, the difference between a 2018 and this sucker is what I call recovery time. I've explained this in other podcasts. I've used this a lot in manufacturer testing terms. What is recovery time? Well, recovery time is when you may or may not have been coming into a corner too high of a gear and you fan the clutch and uh, that's recovery time. That, that sensation that you get to the meat of the power once you're back there once again to the appropriate the appropriate RPM range, that is recovery time. If you're rolling on the throttle out of a corner, okay, and that bike's just like, oh, and all of a sudden it starts to hook up and starts to get into that power band feel, that's recovery time. You're coming out of a corner, you fan the clutch once or twice, bop, 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 and you're back into that meat of the power, that's recovery time. The KTM 350 SXF didn't have very good recovery time in 2018 or 2017. In 2019, the recovery time is impressive. The engine changes that they've made made this bike get on the pipe, for you old school two-stroke guys out there, you know what I'm talking about, get on that meat of the power quicker if you make a mistake. So rider error, okay, happens a lot. It's a human error. That happens all the time. But the bike recovers and helps you get out of that sooner. So you're rolling third gear and you don't think that bike can pull it. A couple whips of that clutch lever, all right? That sucker gets back in the meat of the power and on down that straightaway quicker than last year. That's the first thing I noticed. That is an advantage. That was a plus in my book. I didn't notice any more torque feeling out of the bottom end. It's still pretty smooth off the bottom, but like I said, RPM response, very good. I feel like their ECU settings have, in, have improved a little bit for obviously because of that recovery time and also mid-range meat of this 350. This sucker's fast, okay? We've talked about the 350 before against a 450. Kiefer, why is it in the 450 shootout? I just think it's its own animal. 
okay? The 450 KTM is such an easy bike to ride. It's so smooth and easy. People worry about the 450 arm jerking them out of corners. It's not like that power. It's not even close to a Honda or a Yamaha. This 350 still keeps that 450-esque low-end smoothness. But man, it's it's. I'm snapping my fingers here, guys. It's it's snappy. It's quicky. It's peppy. Okay. It has a lighter, free revving feeling than a 450. It's rev. It's really light, so it spools up quick and comes down really nice and slow and easy. It's not tight. And when I'm when I'm talking about revving, it's what what it's what it's really free feeling, and that makes the bike feel light. We'll get to that in a minute. But engine pull to the top end. It pulls really far, okay? And this is on map one. I'm telling you, still on map one. Over rev, very good. You can leave this son of a bitch in second gear down a straightaway and not have to shift. And that's the benefit, I think, for you guys out there that are older and vet. You guys are vet riders. It's it's easy to ride. Second, it's, second gear is super usable. I do feel like the gearing could be a little bit different. I still feel like... Second gear feels high when I'm coming out of corners. I almost want to use first gear when I come to a tighter corner, which is okay because first gear is actually pretty damn usable. It was shocking. So I think I'm going to experience with some different gearing on this sucker, but nonetheless, good mid-range meet better than 18. Recovery time is better. And of course, top in and over rev, excellent. In the number two map, Okay, it spools up a little bit quicker, still has that free revving feel, not any more um, torque, but better bottom end RPM response. So if I'm in a tight corner, I want to yeah, kind of hop over a, a, a square edge or a bump or something. It does that better in map two than map one, but I'm not getting any more chug or torque or meat coming out of a corner. So. Just know that number two map's not going to get you magically a bunch of torque. It does pull better in the mid-range, and I feel it does pull farther in the top end, into the top end, but doesn't rev out as good as in map one, okay? The differences between map one and map two, fairly noticeable. I think most of you guys out there will notice it. And for you aggressive guys, I think number two map's a little bit better, especially when the track gets rough. You have some more RPM response. Map one, I feel like it's going to be good for you uh, guys that are weekend warriors and just want to go ride and have fun. It has plenty of power for this. This bike size is really good for the guy who doesn't want to go race every single weekend against 450s. And I still feel like this bike size is, is still good in that fact. Like an REM track, which is tighter, um, it doesn't flow as quite as well. This bike is really good in those types of conditions. Today, this track was fast, very fast, which you got into fourth gear a lot. Um, that's not where it shines. I think it shines where the track's a little tighter, a little tackier, it gets ruddy, got some, you know, braking bumps, got some square edge, easy to maneuver, friendly engine feeling, does not going to rip your arms out, but will pull like a mother through the mid to top end. And it's so free revving. And like I said, recovery time is impressive. It's getting better. So for you lazy little sons of mothers out there, all right, that are getting lazy, 
at recovery time gets better on this 350. So engine is impressive. I think it's very fun to ride. Hey, Kiefer, would you like that engine for yourself? Straight up, guys, you know I'm no bullshit. No, it's not for me. It's fun to ride. If I was out having fun with my buddies and I wanted a bike just to go ride and have fun and maybe not get serious and race and have that ego like I still do at times when I go racing, yeah, 350 is great. But I want the most power I can get when I go to the track, and that's where I like the 450 engine so much. Now, chassis, I like a 350 chassis better because it feels a little bit lighter. It's more nimble. It's a little bit more free revving. doesn't have as much engine braking. So, again, there is certain points of the 350 that I approve more of than the 450. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, Get some hats, shirts, hoodies. Be a moto fan. Be an off-road fan. Go check out ruddedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruddedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 T's. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there. Check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12. Get 10 for free. Later. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house, I don't have that many outlets, they just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. 
It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So, founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good, that lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag. 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes that's right, handwriting for you young bucks out there, handwritten resumes, and mailed them out, licked the stamps, sent them off their way, 
onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day, guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved him so much money. (laughs) Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool and thank you, Little D. And you guys know, I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay, They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's... They're stoked when they hear guys say, hey, man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So, as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast, I talk about FMF, great products. Head over to fmfracing.com, get yourself set up, go look and see what they offer, because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll answer them for you. Thanks, FMF. Moving on to suspension, like I said, not a lot to talk about for you guys for a first impression. Initially, when I went out, it felt a little firm. That's standard with WP components for me. It takes about five to six hours to really break in WP AER fork and the WP shock. It had one hour on it. Obviously, the manufacturer breaks them in before we get them. I think I put a total amount time on it, an hour on it today, maybe a little bit over that. So not really broke in, so to speak. So it is a little bit harsh on slap-down landings. If you case something, a little bit harsh to the wrists. But it's still pretty good on the in-stroke. I still like that feeling of the air fork on the in-stroke. It doesn't bottom easily. It's light feeling. Change of direction from the front end is is really good. Um, But still has an AER fork character. I can't really pinpoint to you guys if it's better or worse than the 18 fork. There are some, obviously, valving changes. Um, I would say it's at least as good as 18. But we will dissect more when we go to some different tracks and really dive into that fork more. I did run 10.7 to 10.8 bars on the fork 
For those of you guys around 170, maybe a little bit heavier, I think that's a good um, starting point for the fork. I kind of, KTM had their own little rig today where you change some stuff. I had my own little truck and tools over there, and that's what I did by myself. So I kind of messed around over there by myself. Um, I like doing that so I know which way I'm going, and I can write down notes. But 10.7, 10.8 bars is a good starting point for that fork. And, of course, don't forget there are bleed holes on those forks. I know they're air fork, but each fork leg has a bleed, and you should bleed that fork every time before you go ride and get that some of that air out from the bleed holes. Okay? Just know that. 105 sag is still the proper sag for this chassis, I feel. Um, running possibly a little bit stiffer high-speed compression for the in-stroke. To me, initially, that's one of the things that I did notice when I did over-jump or under-jump, because I did do that first couple laps. I cased a couple things, and high-speed on the shock was a little bit better than in previous years. It didn't kind of feel empty at the end of the stroke. It held up better, so I like that better. How does it work in acceleration or decel chop? I do not know, because there wasn't that much of that at this track. The bike does feel balanced as suspension goes. Nothing out of the ordinary. Doesn't feel ascend high. Doesn't feel ascend low. Fairly balanced in the air. No problems with the, as far as major problems with the fork or shock. We will dissect more into that. Um, moving on to the chassis. Again, I'm going to stress this to you guys. Light feel. Okay? West Coast. Dirt is not like your guys' East Coast dirt. We're going to work on that for shootouts. But it feels light out here, guys. So for those of you guys on the East Coast, if you have tacky dirt, I still feel like this chassis will be light. But for us out here where we have some loam and we have some hard pack, that chassis moves around really good when you want it to, and it's very stable when you need that as well. Fast straight line doesn't move around as much um, to me, as previous years in the frame, I feel like rigidity is a little bit better on acceleration, on lean-in. So what I'm talking about acceleration lean is you're coming out of a sweeper or some rollers and you're on throttle and you're still kind of leaning. I have a better positive feeling to the rear end than I do in previous years. I like that feel. Very connected to the rear wheel, chassis squats, and is planted and that is better feel for 2019 than in previous years. And that goes for the 450 factory edition as well. I had that same feeling. So I should probably have that same feeling for 350, and I did. I do like the fact that I can change directions super easy, very easy to do. If I feel like, and there was a lot of big berms here in Cheney Ranch today, and they get blown out from, you know, freaking MXA guys or dirt bike guys or even my dumbass um, hitting these berms trying to get bangers for you know my website or Instagram or whatever and they and these berms get blown out right so when you're at time to go testing you get to these points in the berms where they're all cupped out and jacked up so you got to cut down and sometimes as a rider you forget oh shit I got to cut down because you don't realize it until you're four feet away from that blown out area well, this is where that KTM does that very good. It cuts down quick. You think about it. You react to it. The bike does it. 
I like that. That goes to show you how light that chassis is. Some 450s, you know, as much as I love a Yamaha, and you guys know I love Yamaha, the Yamaha doesn't have the greatest change of direction um, like the KTM does. If I want to cut down underneath or kind of like turn sharp and miss out a blown out area, Yamaha's not doing it that great. The KTM 350 SXF does it very well. And it doesn't matter if you're a rear end or a front end steering rider. Both ends can steer good. If I want to slide around, it. I should take that back. Let me pump the brakes on this. Front end traction, very good. I feel like front end steering, very good. The rear end sticks, guys. So, like, I'm trying to drift for some camera work today, and this is what brought this up. This is what kind of, like, bogged, um, kind of jogged my memory a little bit. I wanted to drift and kind of do, like, a flat track around this one inside, you know, area. There was a high berm, and then low was really flat. Well, I'm trying to drift the ass end around for the shot for photos. Well, the, the, the rear end just sticks. It's really has a lot of traction and wants to shoot you forward. You really have to concentrate to kind of drift that rear end around. I like that, okay? It will do that, but it takes a little bit more effort to steer at that rear. I find that very confidence inspiring because I want my rear end just to stick. When I hit something and bank, I don't want it to slide out. I want to just hit and stick and move me forward. KTM 350 SXF does that very well, and that's what I like about the chassis. A negative. Lots of positive to this bike, but the one big negative to me that I haven't felt in a, in a year or two, I haven't felt this, is vibration. I do not know if it's the, the neck and bar that they use, or, or maybe it's this new um, chassis, but I felt more vibration up through my hand, through the grips, through the handlebars, than in years past. Also, through the foot pegs and my feet, I noticed vibration on higher RPMs. So if I'm going down a straightaway and getting it up there near 9, 10, 11, 12,000 RPM, I notice pretty good vibration coming through the pegs to the handlebars. Japanese bikes don't vibrate like that to me. I've always felt that, even on the Rockstar Edition Husqvarna, it vibrates a little bit. Um, I didn't notice it that much on the 450 Factory Edition SXF, but I do notice it a lot on the 350 SXF. I notice vibration. So, not a fan of it. I don't like vibration. Um, just makes the bike feel a little bit clapped out and it make, make you a little bit more tired, maybe arms pump up. But maybe I will try a different bar. Um, I'm a big fan, of course, um, Pro Taper style bars because the dampening is way better on those things. And I always felt like the neck end was a little bit stiffer, more rigid feel. Almost twin wallish for a non-crossbar handlebar. So um, when I get this bike back and do some more deep diving, testing with this thing, I'm going to swap bars, get a good you know, comparison between the neck end and a pro taper bar, just for you guys out there. But that's one thing I did notice was some vibration that I wasn't too stoked on, so wasn't too pumped on that. Tires, of course, good. Dunlops, awesome. Obviously, it didn't have any problem with spokes or wheels right now. They, they kept true. They kept tight. Um, that's something problem that I've had in the past with the Husqvarna Rockstar Edition was breaking rear wheels. Um, like I said, I will get with the gearing. I feel like I want second and third a little bit closer together. 
So I may or may not do the Jody and go one up on the rear sprocket. Um, or I might just change both. Uh, I know I had a big change when I went to a 1452 on a 450. So maybe I will experiment and go up on the counter shaft and also go up on the rear sprocket to see what that does. But I feel like I'm using first gear in corners, which I don't want to do. I want to stay in second and have that usable and have that shift from second to third be more precise and less um, boggy, so to speak. Um, the upside to that is, like I said, if it is a little bit boggy, um, recovery time is much better. A little couple fans from the, the Brembo hydraulic clutch, which is excellent, um, gets you right back in that meat of the power. So, Also, real quick, I feel like the handlebar is a little bit wide. If you guys are worried about it and you don't want to go to a different handlebar, cut the neck and handlebar um, a quarter, okay? A quarter inch on each side. It's very, very small, but I'm telling you guys, it's very noticeable. Even some of the guys at Husqvarna, I cut the stock Husqvarna bar. It was wide. It's a pro taper bar, but they're like, hey, man, I tried your bar, and it was way better. I'm like, yeah, dude. You just cut a little bit, and it makes a huge difference. So small changes make big differences when you're riding. Don't let other guys feel, you ain't going to feel that, bro. It's only a half inch or quarter inch. You ain't going to feel that shit. Bullshit. You will feel it, okay? I could go somewhere with that half inch whole thing, but I'm not. I'm going to keep it PG up in this mother, all right? A half inch makes a difference in a lot of things in life, too, all right? Not just dirt bikes, but in life, guys. You know what I'm going with that. So, anyway, that's something that... I feel like the ODI grips are a little bit softer this year. I don't know if that's changed. i got to confirm that, but I really wasn't hating on those grips. I'm not a big fan of lock-on grips, but I felt like those were a little bit softer in compound than in previous years. They are um, more of a different, darker color than the gray. I'm not a fan of the black frame. From what I understand in the in the presentation today, they said the orange frame goes away, um, when there's a lot of changes to the motorcycle, and when they don't have a lot of changes to the next year model, they change to an orange frame to kind of keep it fresh. I don't like that, but I understand what they're trying to do. Um, bikes look better with orange frame. KTMs look better with orange frames. Um, sorry, black just makes it look dull and ugh. I'm not a fan of the white rear fender. Let's put some orange up on this sucker. All right, let's get an orange rear fender on to match the front fender. And you can leave the side panels white. I'm not hating on that. But let's get some more orange. When people talk about orange brigade, no one's saying orange is white brigade. They're talking about orange brigade. If I want a white bike, I'll go dress up a Yamaha white or something. KTMs haven't been white in years. And when KTMs were white, they sucked. So don't go back to that. Let's keep it orange. All right? Keep it orange. So, at the end of the day, I was very happy with the changes that KTM made to the engine. I feel like that's noticeable. The chassis changes are noticeable as well. A little bit better of a lighter feel. A little bit better cornering ability where you can cut down from last year. Stability from the rear end is also better. I need to dissect the suspension more, but definitely I feel like you guys in the 350 realm... You guys hit me up at chris at keyforingtesting.com that do email me about the 350. This is a good 350. Very noticeable change from last year's bike. So 
just like I've told you guys in other podcasts from um, going from the 2018 KTM 450 to the 18.5 Factory Edition 450, the chassis changes were worth it. I would tell you guys the same thing for the 350. The chassis changes alone are worth it, but the big difference is the engine recovery time is much better, and I feel like that is worth the price of an emission as well. So, well done to the R&D team at KTM. I know they lost Mike Sleater recently. I know he's going somewhere. I'm not too sure. So I don't know who's going to take up some of that R&D, but I know they've done a great job so far developing um, good bikes. I'm, I'm a fan of the 450. I'm a fan of the 350. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag for the 250 SXF. Stay tuned for that pod. That'll be up hopefully tomorrow. I'm going to be working my balls off here for you guys this week to get these pods up. But... So that's a wrap-up of a first impression of the 2019 KTM 350 SXF. If you guys have any more questions about this sucker, you can hit me up at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Tell me what your needs are. Be polite. Don't be a dick. Kiefer, what's up with this bike? Is it really good? Okay, don't email me dumbass questions. Email me some smart questions. Make me believe that on the other side of this email slash computer there's a smart dude but just needs to know some shit okay if you're a dumbass and you ask me dumb questions like hey man i know what you said in your podcast but is that the truth is that really how it is yes bro i'm telling you if i'm telling you on this podcast i want to say the same thing over email i'm not just blowing smoke up everyone's asses on this sucker i'm not doing this for my health we have this podcast to tell the truth to break it down to be more organic to be real I ain't rich. I know you guys aren't rich. So that's why we're doing these suckers, okay? I want to help you guys get the answers to you because no other media outlet is telling you guys the truth about every single little bit. That's what I'm here to do. And I'm trying to keep it real for you guys out here that are trying to spend your hard-earned money to get yourself a dirt bike. So email me some smart questions if you have some questions, guys. Don't waste my time because I can spend time with my family. Instead of answering your your emails in bed with my wife going, why the fuck are you answering emails at 11.45 at night? Well, then I can tell her, hey, this guy really has a problem and I want to get back to him. I don't want to tell her. I don't know what I'm doing because I got this asshole on the other side of this email asking me dumb questions. So help me help you. Just like Jerry Maguire, help me help you. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it. Stay tuned for the 250SXF pod. I'll try to get that up through tomorrow for you guys. But KTM should have these in dealers, if not now, within a week or so. You can check them out. You can go to KTM.com or you can go to KeyForInkTesting.com and check it all out. You can also go to PulpMX.com and there will be 10 things about the 2019 KTM 350 SXF. That will be up tomorrow on PulpMX for those of you guys that like to read. And also, one of my test guys, Dominic Simino, he was an Alpine Star guy for a while. He is back with Kiefer Inc. Testing. He also going to write something on the 250 and 350. So you can check that out over at KieferIncTesting.com. There's a plethora of information over here for you guys. You want to read it or you want to listen to it, we got you. And we probably got you to laugh once or twice on this podcast. Hopefully, it's entertaining and you keep coming back. Thank you to all of our advertisers. Of course, RockyMountainATVMC.com, the OG. 
was with us at the beginning. Fly Racing, flyracing.com, Racetech, of course, racetech.com, and one of the OGs as well, Rutted Racing. Hey, go check those guys out. They got bitchin' shirts, hats, sweaters. They're helping out Henry Miller. Good bunch of guys. Go check them out, ruttedracing.com. Also, you know, screenprintingdone.com. The guy is very cool. I shouldn't say the guy. The dude. He is the man. He's a good dude. He rides dirt bikes. The Seven Deuce Deuce stole him. Get out of here, Seven Deuce Deuce. Go check him out. You want some t-shirts made? Screenprintingdone.com. Blood lubricants. You want a kick-ass oil. Makes your clutch last longer. Cools your engine down a little bit. 30 degrees cooler. Huh? Mention Kiefer. Get 20% off. Blood lubricants. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com. Checking out. Of course, Skosh. S-C-O-K-T. 25. Get you 25% off all of your electronic products. Good stuff. They sponsor the Rockstar Husqvarna guys. They make kick-ass products. Head over there, skosh.com. And last, certainly not least, thank you, little D, fmfracing.com. Don't forget, you got questions about mufflers. Hit me up. You guys know I'm honest. D is cool. He trusts me in the fact that, hey, some products are better than others. So he knows what's up. He's been around the game. You know, Big Donnie has been around the game for a long time. Everything's made in the USA. Very cool people. They've been doing it a long time. They even got bitching ass. I mean, how many guys do you see out there with an FMF sticker over the Ford emblem? I mean, come on. Dudes are killing it. So go check them out. FMF Racing. Thank you, Lil D. And uh, that's it, guys. It'll be about a 45-minute podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, I'm here for you. Hit me up. You guys have any questions? Kiefer, 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 Kiefer Inc. Testing.com. Chris at Kiefer Inc. Testing.com. Thanks, guys. See you on the flip.